ML Nation, episode 536. Whatever situation you're in in your life, your mind, your thoughts, your, your philosophy, your psychology got you there. To get out of that situation, you got to reach out to other people that have different thoughts, different psychology, different philosophy. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built teams to over 80,000 and is now a full-time business coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us right now. Here is Simon Chan. Hey, MLM Nation, Simon Chan on Throwback Monday. Let's turn back the time machine all the way back to this was one of my first episodes. And I remember I was nervous. It was one of the first big time leaders I got on the show. I still remember what it was. It was in January 2015. And um, I remember we were on Skype. I saw him. We just connected. I remember the stuff he said to me, too, that really actually inspired me. That uh, about being what network it is. And uh, I actually shared it with him that he said something to me that really meant a lot about networking, about how he respected my follow up, my persistence in launching MLM Nation. And I was really grateful to have him on the show. And this is the guy who's earned over, I now I don't remember how much, it's over 50, 60 million now, but I still remember it was the episode number six. Now I can say that without even looking because that's how big the episode was. It's one, the one and only. Robert Hollis, an amazing storyteller, amazing leader, and let's go check out the show. Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan here. Before we start the show, some good news here. Our ML Nation Mastermind Coaching Program has opened up again. We normally keep it closed, but time of the year now, we're opening up and I can take 20 new members. So if you want to take your business to the next level, this is a chance where you get to work one-on-one with me. I'm basically like your upline. I'll give you my personal cell phone number. You can text me. We do one-on-one phone calls. We do a group accountability. And also every day, I also check in with you to see how you're doing and much, much more. Now, because my time is limited, and I, you know, you've been following me on social media. I do a lot of other stuff with my boys and stuff. I can only take a certain amount of people. Uh, and you do have to apply for it. So if you're interested to take your business to the next level, go to mlnation.com forward slash mastermind. Get mlnation.com forward slash mastermind. Go fill out the online application there. And then once you fill out the application, give me about 48, 72 hours. I'll reply back to you about the next steps. All right. Wish you the best of luck and I uh, hope to work with you soon. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Robert Hollis. Robert, are you ready to make it happen? I sure am, Simon. I'm looking forward to this. I've done a lot of research on you, and I just really love what you're doing for your community, and I'm really excited to be here. Thank you, Robert. You know, an MLM superstar would not be an appropriate term for Robert Hollis, because Robert is greater than a star. Robert is an MLM super galaxy. We're full of stars. You know, not only has Robert made over 43 million in MLM, but 45 millionaires have all credited Robert as being their mentor. Aside from being the millionaire's mentor, Robert Hollis is an author, speaker, and personal coach. Robert's book, How Is That Working, has been number one in many categories on Amazon and is a book that I personally have read and highly recommend. Robert also has this unique give-it-forward philosophy and created an online mentorship program called Unlimited Profits, which currently has over 80,000 students. 
Today, Robert has also built several successful online businesses, which yield him a residual income of over $2.5 million a year. So, Robert, I've just given uh, ML Nation a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across this amazing industry, network marketing. Well, thank you very much, Simon. When, when you read that bio and I sit there and I hear that stuff about myself, every time someone does that, I like, I can't wait to hear this guy. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been an extremely humbling uh, experience for me, and I don't, uh, I don't forget to thank God all day, every day for it. It's, uh, it's been a remarkable journey. And me, I just was like, you know, similar. You and I got to chop chat before this uh, interview. And I just grew up in a very small community of Williston, North Dakota, uh, basically known right now for the oil fields. That's where the Bakken oil field was. And everyone that I knew was just a blue collar worker. I mean, you know, all we did is everyone I know is either a carpenter, electrician, a plumber. My cousin's a plumber. I was a mechanic. And, you know, what you did is is um, I don't remember any of the people that I know going to college after high school because we were already working by our sophomore year, you know. And so we're working hard and then all of a sudden you get married, you have kids and there's your life, you know. So I can remember looking at my life at 26 and I was just like, wow, 40 years of this. It's just what it's going to be. My uncles, all mm-hmm. my relatives that were older than me did the same thing. They're just in their 40s and 60s. And and I just went, you know what? So, you know, the classic thing of hate Mondays, you got the hump day on Wednesday, you know, and then thank God it's Friday. And then <laughs> guess what? You get paid and 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 you just basically we went bowling, we played pool, we played darts, you know, rode ATVs and, you know, did a lot of drinking. That was about, you know, my lifestyle. And what turned around for me is I tell people sometimes the, the biggest tragedy that you have in your life is sometimes the biggest blessing. And I got hurt on the job. So when I got hurt on the job, my income went to 900 bucks a month. And like a normal American, I had everything leveraged, everything leveraged. Mm-hmm. So 90 days later, you know, the bank's asking, hey, if you can't make the payments, give the stuff back. And, and so I even had a used car that I got a, a pawn loan on. And, and I had the repo man following me around trying to take my car. And what the significant emotional event for me, Simon, was my son at that time was six years old, Robert Hollis Jr., and I pulled the car over to the side of the road, and I stopped it, and we got out. And he said, Dad, if you just go up a couple of blocks and hang a left, our apartment's right there. Mm-hmm. And, Simon, I just didn't know how to tell him how, ma- how much I messed up. You know, that, that I was hiding the car from the repo man. We're getting evicted out of our apartment. And I was the sole breadwinner. And it was all my fault. I've never, ever felt so worthless in my life. And uh, I tell people my key to success is uh, I got down on the one knee that I had left. And, and I just asked God, please, you know, I'll, I'll go in the ministry. I'll do anything. Just tell me. If you're trying to get my attention, you got it. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I couldn't be more humbled. And I had a friend of mine that I met only a couple times. He was dating my cousin. I write about his name in the book because this guy had, he was brave because he, he just was a good guy. And he calls me up and he says, Robert, I met this guy. He's made $62,000. I seen the check on the stub. And he's looking for people that don't need experience to help him build his company. Do you want to meet him? And I was like, I'll come pick you up. And at the time that I met my mentor, it was like a, I didn't know what entrepreneurship, I didn't know, think about owning my own business was not even a thought. I'm not smart. I'm not educated. I don't know how to do a business. Uh, having a mentor, 
well, what the heck is that? I don't even understand what having a mentor or, or being a person is. And I sat down with him. He told me that if I followed the system that he already had perfected, that I would do good. And I can remember, Simon, even being angry at him. He, he said, listen, I put 70 people in front of an effective presentation in my first 30 days. And he said, let's say you're half of me. And I looked at him and I said, I'm not half of anybody. And he goes, you put 70 people in front of me in 30 days and your life will change. And I looked at him and I said, I'm not only going to do it, but I'm telling you, if it doesn't work, I'm tracking you down. (laughs) 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 Because I was really upset. And my first 45 days, uh, the company I worked for at that time, 26 years ago, paid um, by the month. And, And we were selling water and air filters. And my first check was $10,210.45. And my first year, I made over $258,000. My second year, $520,785. My third, I made a million dollars before I was 30. And I still am a very simple individual. I feel like uh, I I, I love God. I, I, I... Try to do my best to be the best husband I can, the best father. Now the new new grandfather. I'm a new grandfather for the first time. And uh, I just felt like I'm a very loyal friend and I love helping people. So there, there, there's Robert Hollis. That is an awesome story. You know, one thing that really stood out is like you picked up your sponsor to go to the meeting. Most people do the other way around. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most people, the oh. sponsor picks up the prospects, but the prospect <laughs> picks up the sponsor. Yeah, I tell people that, the people that I know that are successful, regardless of his sports, uh, singing, uh, professional athletes, or, or uh, professional business people, you're motivated from two things. One is inspiration. So you see these young kids that are in the Olympics, and they've seen somebody else in the Olympics. And yep. so they're inspired to be like that. So, you know, kids that are professional athletes, seeing that athlete, they are inspired to be like that. Me and a lot of people that I know in the MLM world, not saying that this is for you, as all the listeners that you have, is um, a lot of them come from desperation. Yep. You know, it's just like, I I have to do this. I You know, it's amazing. Uh, Eric Worre actually did a deal where there was a whole panel, you know, three years ago. And when everyone told their story of their desperation of how they got into this, Eric Murray made a funny statement. He said, listen, I just want everyone to know that it's not a requirement to do jail time, to be a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Because the common theme of everyone that was happening on that panel had run into, into hard times to the point where, you know, they're basically, hey, listen, you know, if you're in the gutter and you're as low as you can go, roll over and then look up. Hmm. You know, just, I mean, you can make it from, so, you know, there was even people out there that got involved in the MLM industry because they don't, they, you know, they're, they're not going to do a background check on you. They're not worried about who you were before you got involved and now make the decision. And I can remember a couple of them saying, you know, the reason that I picked MLM is because no one judged me. And I, I got to work with people that were already successful. And they didn't ask me to fill out a, a, a form that asked me if I was a convicted felon. They didn't care that I made mistakes in my past. And that's it the best be, part. It doesn't yeah. discriminate. It doesn't matter what yeah. ethnicity, what education, what background. Anyone can get, get in. That's, that's the best part. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. The, how did you get people in so quickly the first 30 days? What did you, did you have success immediately or did you have to figure something out? 
No, I actually got success right away. And the reason that I did is because I'm one of those people that was so desperate, I wasn't interested in changing anything, Simon. Hmm. I knew that this guy had the check. I seen it attached to the stub. I was uh, uh, skeptical myself, but I knew he knew what he was doing. So it would be like if you were hanging around a professional athlete like Michael Jordan, and he said, this is the way you shoot the ball. Why would you question it? And so I know a lot of people that struggle on MLM, they hear my story, and they go, oh my God, I struggled, I struggled. And I said, because A, you didn't find a documented mentor that had taught other people to be successful, and three, you didn't follow instructions. That's you right. You added to it, you subtracted to it, you thought it was dumb, I don't, I'm not going to say that. And my mentor told me, and I don't mind saying what it is, I call it the million dollar question today for obvious reasons. I, I was introverted, and so I wasn't direct. So I would walk up to people and say, listen, hi, my name's Robert. What's your name? And then I usually would say something to break the ice. Like, do you work around here? Oh, yeah, I work in the first interstate building. Well, great. Well, maybe you could do me a huge favor. And I would pause. And they go, well, what's that? And I say, my company right now is looking for individuals that would be interested in making some extra money. Do you know of anyone like that? And they go, well, what is this? And I go, why are you interested? Mm. Well, it depends on what it is. Well, if I can get your name and your phone number at a good time to call you back, I'll tell you a little bit about us. You can tell me about you and I'll set up a time for you to meet my mentor. And so I never, ever promoted products, compensation plans, company, company owner stories. I was always promoting my mentor because that's what Sean did with me. Right. It's, it's very interesting that you'll notice people that get brought into this profession, the way they're brought in, and, and my mentor said this, is 90% of their training is done before they sign the application. That's so true, right, exactly. Because they, they you always repeat your experience. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the way I did it. Well, I think about the technology that we have today. I mean, you and I are on this free you know, Skype, you know, doing this interview and using technology. I do Google Hangouts all over the world. But back then, I didn't have the cell phone and the internet. So my goal was to build a rapport with that person. My goal was to get the name and the, and, and the phone number on the street. But then get build that rapport with them where I could get them in front of a, an, an effective presenter, an effective, you know, uh, uh, a mentor. And it was funny because I could always listen to my mentor, and he seemed to always know how to answer all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so the MLM Nation, this, you know, Robert's just dropping nuggets and nuggets of info here. I mean, there's four big lessons here. Number one is you have to be coachable. You know, if the upline gives you a script, follow word for word. Don't deviate. There's a reason why that thing is test, tested, proven. Follow yes. word for word. You got to be coachable. Stop saying this is not me. This is not... It's not, it may not be you, and that's why you're earning the income you are. Right? <laughs> I would say, so follow the script. It's proven. It's a recipe. You want to change the recipe for cookies, so don't change the recipe for something that works. Number two is you got to have a mentor. Like, Robert found the mentor, and he was coachable. And number three is he edified the mentor. Let the mentor, or use whatever tool you use, let that do the selling, the heavy lifting. And number four is to keep it simple. Because when you start talking about, like, company founder or the pay plan, that just confuses the heck out of everyone. Keep it well. simple. You're so right, Simon. And one of the things that I'll notice with people that get involved in this business, there's a thing that I love to say, and it's an experience that we all have. It's called ignorance on fire. And ignorance on fire is I say, instead of saying, 
Fake it till you make it. My phrase is faith it till you make it. Mm, that's still good. Faith okay? it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. And so when you first get in, you have no choice but to trust the system because you don't know anything. So I tell people, when you first got in, you got excited. How'd you do? Oh, my God, I did really good. We signed up a couple of people. I had some people that bought the products. Everything was exciting. And then all of a sudden, it slowed down. I said, do you know why? And they go, no, if I knew why, I'd change it. I said, I'll tell you why. You found out and got the information about every product. You got the information about the comp plan. You got the information about the company, and you turned into a salesperson. Yeah, that's right. And that's the biggest misconception. People think it's sales. It's not sales. Now, so as soon as they know the fact, now they're going to people. And I still get these calls, and I know you do too, and emails and Facebook. And it's like, listen, our company's this. We're in a billion-dollar industry. We're growing this fast. No one's growing faster than us. We have the most lucrative compensation plan. And our owners used to be multi-billionaires and millionaires from other companies. And it's like, so? <laughs> And, and here's my response to them all the time, Simon, that's hilarious. And I said, if your story was relevant to me making a decision and what company to get involved in, then I have to pick Amway. And they come back and they go, why? Because they're 50 years old. They did $11.8 They've created more millionaires than any other company because they're just old. Hmm. And I said, so everything that you're saying, Amway's beating your stats. That's right. So why would I work with you? Hmm. And they go, uh, I don't know. You better find that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. It's really good. What was your uh, one of your? T- I mean, you had six pretty quickly, pretty quick success, right? Ten thousand yeah. first month. Was it any times where it's frustrating, but it was really challenging, and you're like, oh, and then you kept on going, and then. Because most people, what happens when they encounter some type of failure, they don't realize that it's during the toughest times. What I say, quote unquote failures, they learn the most. What was one of your toughest times and the lessons you learned and what did you do? Well, the things that happened to me is, is, and my mentor said this good statement too, is the worst success that you can have in your life is a little. Hmm. Because now you think you know what you're doing. So, (laughs) (laughs) so. Everything was magical for me until the, you know, I think I got involved in that company. Well, not think I know it was 88. And then all of a sudden something started happening with that company. They started making silly decisions, started adding more products, changing the compensation plan. And they very just messed up the momentum of the company and even changed the company name. And so what ended up happening is my mentor then started his own company. And now I got to start over. Hmm. That did not go well at all hmm. it just seemed like i totally lost my mojo it was like in what i was doing is what i already said that other people failed see i was successful in a grand poopa the top position in that other company now i'm starting over and i'm trying to build it by bringing people to me where i don't have success in this company yet i'm still building it Hmm. See what I mean? And so, believe it or not, that was a short, short time that I spent with my company's, uh, mentor's company. It was nine months. I then, you know, spent the next, I've been in 15 different companies. So, most of them were failures. Hmm. And it was because, you know, the company had bad management or maybe the, the timing of the company wasn't correct. And so, man, there was a numerous times that I not only thought about never doing this profession again, but also, I took like a, a, a five-year hiatus. You know what I mean? Wow. I just, you know, I just said, listen, I got to find something else to do. And 
thank God again that I was uh, uh, very obedient with my money and, and I didn't spend it on all kinds of flashy stuff. So my son, which is Robert Hollis Jr., I told him when he was ready to figure out and do this business that I would come back in it. And I just had to honor the promise. And so when I got back in, the first company that I chose, I was there for a year and a half. And again, I was like, I just couldn't get it to duplicate. I couldn't get people excited. I couldn't Hmm. build momentum. And I was thinking, what is wrong here? And guess what? Uh, That was about the time that the movie The Secret came out. And, And I got hit with like no exaggeration, like 40 emails of Robert, this is what you taught me. This is the deal. You got to watch this. Well, I didn't even make it through the first 10 minutes of the video. Why? Because in the video, it talked about that this book inspired her to seek out other people and, 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 and she wanted to expose it to the world. I stopped the video because I needed to know what the heck that book was. <laughs> <laughs> And the book was The Science of Getting Rich yeah. by Wallace Waddles. And so I got that book. I read that book. It put me back on fire. And instead of being a salesperson, mm. I figured out my why. I went all the way back to the basics. And then I found another company and bingo, made 60000 in my first 60 days and been on a ride ever since. That's so, so awesome. But there was times where I treated it like a job. And, and even though I tell people that you need a why and the why is more important than the how and the what, it's amazing that I was good at mentoring that, Simon, but wasn't good at doing it myself. Yeah. So I got humbled again. <laughs> you know, And I'm like, okay, I got to go back. What did I do before? Oh, yeah, I asked God for help. Okay. It's amazing. It's amazing. Just took it all the way back to basics, and here I am today. You know, it's like we talked uh, before the show, we talked about how God humbles us, right? Yeah. And like the challenge is our ego. Sometimes we, like you said, had a little success. We think we know it all, and we lose that one thing we talked about. We lose our coachability. We yes. stop making it simple, and we think we know it all, and we stray from the basics. But it's yeah. really a simple business. It's not an easy business, but very simple. Follow yeah. the basic fundamentals. I'm sure you've heard this phrase, Simon, I love using it, is ego stands for edging God out. That's a good one. Yeah, so you just, you, you all of a sudden think that, you know, you don't, you don't need any help. You got it figured out. And isn't it hilarious that for those of you that know anything about anything about anybody is like, why is it that singers and actors go through slumps? Why do athletes go through slumps? Why, why do all successful people go through slumps? It's because they think it's them and they forgot what got them there. That's Just right. that simple. So now you got to readjust. And why is it, you know, you rethink and grow rich and no one knows this, but you should know it, is that a majority of the people that you know that are multimillionaires and billionaires have lost their income three times. And it's a story that I remember that I heard from, uh, what's the name uh, of, of Donald Trump's uh, daughter? I want to the say, one she had with Ivana, I can't remember. She's yes. like, yeah, she's like 30, 31. She has her own company now, fashion. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and she tells a story of, she said, an instantaneous respect of her father. And she talks about it. And I've seen an interview. And her father always walked her, you know, back and forth to school. Can you imagine that? I didn't, you know, you wouldn't think that he would hmm. do that. And he said they walked out, of, they walked, he picked her up at school and they walked a few blocks and into to, uh, the office that he had at that time, nowhere where they are today. And there was a bum on the side of the street with cardboard covering him. And, and um, he, she said, you know, dad, we should give him money. 
And his response is, do you know that that man is $900 million wealthier than me? And she goes, why? And there was a bad time in his real estate, you can look it up, where everything started disappearing, real estate was crashing, a bunch of banks started calling him on his loans, including his casinos that he had in Atlantic City. And at the time she seen the bum, he was $900 million wow. debt. What awesome story. I didn't know that. So, that was inspiring. And so she's going, he's worth $900 million more than me. What does he need money for? I need money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just all perspective. Yeah. So. And the difference is one guy's asking for money while the other guy's actually going rebuilding his empire to get it back. Totally. You, know, you, you have to get on your feet and get your yeah, butt so, out of the chair and move. Yeah. So, so it's happened twice with me. One being an odd mechanic was a, a pretty good tragedy. And then I invested a lot of money into uh, – a company in network marketing that did gas and electricity. And we acquired two and a half million customers that never got hooked up, never saved any money, and the reps never got paid. Mm -hmm. So that's what got me out of the MLM business for a while. <laughs> I was just like, man, I'm done. I, I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm mm -hmm. just going to try to find something else to do. And, and I never figured it out again till I love MLM. For those of you that have been hurt, here's a good saying for you. If you've ever been hurt in this profession or know of somebody that's been hurt, it's not the MLM profession. It's the MLM owners. They're people just like us. Yeah. And sometimes some of them are greedy and got egos. And sometimes they make some stupid, stupid decisions. Uh, and, you know, maybe over products or changing the comp plan or are trying to find desperation. Or maybe they're just bad people. But they're the ones that own the companies. The industry of MLM profession there's nothing wrong. There's that's a right. lot of awesome, awesome owners out there. So, and that's yeah. like that's like any industry because uh, MLMs companies are run by humans, and humans are have fault. You know, and yeah. like any industry, real estate, you know, Wall Street. NBA, you can look at uh, I can guarantee anything. you can talk to some. I can guarantee you can talk to some players that are playing for some NBA owners that you know their team can't even get over you know fifty percent of their wins, and they probably think that NBA sucks. Right. <laughs> Exactly. It seems to be working for some other teams. We know that this weekend, you know, two people are going to be going to the Super Bowl. They might think different about their owners. Yes. Uh, what would you consider to be a proudest network marketing moment? The proudest network marketing moment for me was uh, just recent. My son was honored in his company and he walked across the stage two days prior than that. I uh, was my first grandson. His name is Ryder. And so when my son got on stage, I got the um, media company to put a picture of my grandson on the screen behind my son getting awesome. a trophy. Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> so he was a new father. Uh, he was reeling from all the emotions of having a child. Uh, you know what that feels like. And he's standing on stage. Um, you know, wow. That was, that was one of the highlights, without a doubt. That's cool. You know, this thing I forgot to ask you, during the five-year hiatus, what did you do when you were away from MLM? <laughs> I was, believe it or not, I understood. That's a great, great point, Simon. You bring up good, good questions. I still understood the concept of residual income. So I tell people when you understand leverage, which is the ability of teaching other people what you're learning, either at the same time from the same mentor hmm. or once you got it, you can mentor it. I tell people all the time that believe believe that they're leaders. If you don't have people underneath you that I can call on your cell phone that are making a full-time income because of your mentorship, 
you need to step down. You don't have to tell them that you're stepping down, but you need to learn from someone that makes more money that's more documented and be proud to to edify them because I made a lot of money because I was learning from a guy that made over a million plus a year. I screwed it up and made 250. Hmm. So if you're only making 10 to 15,000 and you're thinking you're a mentor, then all your people are making 500 to 1,000 and it's not going to go. You got to reach up. Okay. So what I did is I understood the other part, which was residual income. I just love this concept, Simon, that I could build this customer base under the distributor force that every month they paid, I got paid. Hmm. So what I did is I got into the internet. That's where I built my internet businesses. And I thought, well, if I just go out there and build a satisfied customer of my own. So I came out with a software that, um, that Google ended up buying from me, but it was a way could build a website online without a credit card and hook it up to a PayPal account and immediately receive money. And so back then there were $500 for a website and 50 bucks a month. And, and so I had thousands and thousands of customers and did very, very well, but I just hated it because I wasn't mentoring anyone to do anything. Right. It's not your passion. Yeah. I was building a customer base. Money wasn't a problem, but I wasn't helping anybody learn how to do anything. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, what happened is again, God was looking after me. Uh, Google Dell made the offer first and Google bought it. And then right after they bought it, then MySpace came out and everybody was saying like, what do I need to spend 500 bucks on a website for? <laughs> I can get a free one from MySpace. Yeah. So timing was good for me. So it's really, really cool. Great question. As we uh, wrap up, some really quick questions. What's the one thing that excites you the most about MLM right now? I believe that we're still a baby. Yeah. I really, really, really do. I think the advent of technology uh, uh, is is just going to allow us to be able – I know where some of the humanitarians that are on the planet are trying to do, which is get you know something that can pick up internet. Uh, virtually in every place in the world. And so people are going to be able to get on this internet. And I have ability with my legacy, like Jim Rowan, you know, he did it in voice. Uh, he has YouTube channels, but my deal is, is if I can continue to expand my mentorship, like Eric Worre and some of the other people where we're going to be able to touch these people that know nothing about mm. being in this profession. And I believe that another thing in my prediction of, of what's going to happen to our profession is people are going to know that they don't have to pay, have to have someone pay money to get in. Mm. So all the new models that I got, and I know that there's a company out there right now that just went to this model that, you know, allow people in for free, allow them to go through. It doesn't cost anything for a website or a back office. It costs nothing. So allow people in free, let them see everything and teach them how to promote and build a loyal, satisfied customer base. Then those points can either do one of two things. Those points then could pay for your product, putting you in a place of profit. Hmm. And then eventually you could accumulate enough points to become a builder. You see what I mean? So find a way like Amazon. You know, Amazon did $74 billion last year and Walmart. And, you know, these companies allow you to be an affiliate for themselves for free. But they don't have these structure below them to get paid on generations. Right. See what I mean? And so I'm, I'm more excited about the profession now than I've ever been in my entire career. I just know that 
you know, there's people out there right now that are really changing for the mainstream to understand who we are and what we do. And, and you're one of those, one of those people, you're the one that's, you know, one of those people that are making the word get out to the other people. So hopefully this message will touch them and go, man, I never thought of looking at it that way. So that's where I see it going. I just see that it's, it's just going to progress. It's going to get better. It's going to get more mainstream and, and people won't be pointing their thumbs down on it anymore. Cause I don't know why people are always, always uh, skeptical of things that they don't know. It, it, it's just not the right way to be in life at all. That's why, that's <laughs> why they're like, stuck where they are. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's a great one. What's the one habit that's helped you become successful? Daily personal development. Awesome. I am addicted, flat out addicted, of listening to something inspirational, motivational, God, praise and worship. I, I know that, you know, Tony Robbins, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, Tony Robbins is not only worth $400 million, but he followed Jim Rowan for 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you that haven't found a passion in your life yet or, or don't have a purpose in your life, find someone who does and follow them. I followed my mentor for seven years before I started doing anything. I love helping somebody else's passion come true. And so, that yeah that that that's the deal right there you know what i mean is 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 yeah what's the best piece of advice you ever got the best piece of advice that i got is ask for help and that really really truly came from my creator it yeah. really really did as soon as i reached out and in my heart knew that i was begging begging for help that there's other people out there that everyone's got wrong thinking, the sinking thinking, because you are listening to this and you're saying, oh, my God, Simon's busy. Oh, my God, he doesn't have time. Uh, uh, oh, my God, I haven't done anything. I'm not worthy of Simon's time. You know what? Those are all limiting thoughts within your head. Me and Simon and other people that I know that love to mentor, we're, yes, we're busy. We're busy helping people that ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, very good. Yeah, reach out and ask for help. Let us help you. Uh, do you have a favorite prospecting tool that you use? For example, like a newsletter, uh, maybe back in the day, cassette tapes, or webinar, online videos, or you use I it all? Yeah, I built my whole business. Um, I, I My little saying is, and I hope you like this, is everything in life is about having excitement conversations with brand new people. Hmm. So it, you, you and I put together a conversation that we had. It excited both of us, and here we are. All you're doing every day to create any kind of happiness or wealth or fame is having new conversations with new people. So before I had to drag people to a meeting that my mentor did, uh, we videotaped it and he was not in the city. He wasn't even close to me. And then what I did is I had everyone showing 10 videotapes a day, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that was the deal. If you got 10 people and they're each showing 10 videos, uh, you got a hundred presentations going on. You got a hundred presentations going on a day. You don't have to be good if a hundred people are watching the presentation. Uh, what I teach Simon is really cool. Is I say, you know, I don't know if you have a snuggie. You know, the snuggie that the blanket with the sleeves. Okay. okay, I don't know if you own a snuggie or know someone that knows owns a snuggie. All I know is they showed that commercial and they made eighty million dollars their first year. They don't care if you don't like it or don't get it. <laughs> so, so if you show your video to more people well, then it went to dvd of course and now there's a lot of people that have incredible videos online yeah. i tell people get that video you want to discipline yourself put those the best videos for your company and take them and take them down and put them on your youtube video 
your own YouTube channel. So now you're disciplined to see how many people actually viewed them. Hmm. You get 2,000 people to totally view your companies or your top distributors presentation, you're not worrying about money. These people will run you over to get the right information. Awesome. This uh, next question, uh, I'm really excited to hear. What is your favorite success quote? My favorite success quote was a, a question, a, a thought that came to me. And it was the whole concept, if what you know that you know that you know isn't true, when would you like to know? That is awesome. Really deep. And I know listeners, ML Nation, it'll take you a while to digest it. So we're going to put it in the show notes so you can read it and think about it and meditate on that because that is really good. The one thing that's outside of what I, I know is one that I love that Albert Einstein said, and, and it's pretty deep also, is if you're in a current situation as you're listening to this audio or watching it, and, and you're not in a good situation in any area of your life, you need to stop using the mind that got you there to try to get you out. That's right. So Albert Einstein said, whatever situation you're in in your life, your mind, your thoughts, your, your philosophy, your psychology got you there. To get out of that situation, you got to reach out to other people that have different thoughts, different psychology, different philosophy. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, the problem's never the problem. The problem's the way you're looking at the problem. <laughs> well, that's a good one. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, Who said it's that? all about the perspective. Uh, I think I've read some. I just put it together myself. There, there. Yeah. There's a combination of different By things. By Simon. There yeah, you are. I, right I like there. writing. so I like to- I'm, I'm going to check it out on quotes and it'll be there, right there. By Simon. Uh, two more questions. Three sure. more. What's your, do you have a favorite app or online resource? Like a Dropbox, Gmail? You like? Google Hangout. Google Hangout. Oh, God. Google Hangout. I do Google Hangouts all day long, every day, and I make them public and people watch them, watching me interact with other people. I... I can't wait to donate to whatever Google's doing. <laughs> it's awesome. It's free and you, get, and you can directly upload to YouTube. So that's the cool yeah, part. It's crazy. Google Hangout. If you're not using them, um, a shout out to Lisa Grossman. If you haven't interviewed her yet, you got to. Tell okay. her I told her. Uh, Lisa Grossman beat me up. Uh, this just shows that every, every leader and every person um, you know, has difficulty. Lisa Grossman picked up uh, Google Hangouts maybe about a year ago. And, and she said, Robert, you got to do this. Robert, you got to do this. Well, guess what? She's a leader. Why wouldn't I listen to her? Well, because I'm too busy doing stuff that I'm already doing to learn something new. Hmm. Stupid. Coachability again. Stupid. Yeah. And so I started doing these Google Hangouts. And before I knew it, I got 80 Google Hangouts that probably have you know, 300,000 views on it. Wow. My company's growing like crazy. And I posted right on my Facebook wall. Hmm. You know, wow, everybody, thank you so much for all the success that I've gotten. I wish I would have listened a year earlier. Thank you, Lisa Grossman. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a good one. Uh, aside from your book, how is that working? Do you have any other book you could uh, recommend to ML Nation? Yes, uh, Science of Getting Rich. Awesome, uh, Science of Getting uh, Rich. Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. And uh, Simon, when we get done with this, I know you'll do it in a better format than mine. Uh, but I will send you the link with not only the book, but also the audios. This book was written in over 100 years old, so there's no rights, a copyright of anything. And for people that want a quick story, I got a video on that line that, that I, I'll quickly share. Is that people don't know that Andrew Carnegie, the wealthiest person that's ever been on this planet, got his principles from the science of getting rich by Wallace Waddles. The reason that think and grow rich even exists 
is he wanted to prove that the principles he learned in science of getting rich were true. Hmm. So he got Napoleon Hill, this little cub reporter, set him up to do interviews with 500 people to see if the principles were correct. And that's where Think and Grow Rich came from 20 to 30 years after wow. the science of getting rich. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me say one other quick thing. Yeah. Do you know that I've been in groups, and, and Eric Worre put together a six-figure summit. You needed the document, and you make six figures to even get into the summit. There's a little over 400 people there. When I talk to people about my favorite book, Science of Getting Rich, which I want to go boldly and say after the Bible, so we'll call it my second greatest book, <laughs> but after, there's blows me away how many people don't know about yeah. that book inside the MLM world. Yeah. It's it's crazy, and he also wrote a book, uh, Science of Getting Great, and also The Science of Being Well. So there's Wallace Waddles was a trippy dude. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And uh, ML Nation, I know you love audio, so if you haven't read it, you can get free amazing audiobooks for free at mlmnationbook.com. That is mlmnationbook.com. So Robert, here's the last question, and this is the one I've really been dying to ask you. Imagine you're to start all over again. And you knew no one, okay, absolutely no one, but yet all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects and build a business from scratch? Because of my confidence and belief of what I would do, I would honestly ask the first person around me again, ask for help. My number one thing is, who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? Who do you know? It's made me millions. So I'd walk up to the very first person and say, you know, where where does the most people hang out? I tell people all the time because I've been told ask the same question. But worse is we drop you off someplace that you've never been before. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would ask where the largest group of people are. And I would go to that area knowing that it's all about numbers and then start sharing them with them the vision. You know what I mean? Of what I could accomplish by helping them do what they want to do. It wouldn't take me long to, to, to build a group of a couple of hundred people within a week. Um, it's just when you're, when you're passionate about what you do and you know how to have positive conversations, you'll find a lot of people that will tell you no. You'll find a lot of people that are too comfortable and won't do anything. You'll find a lot of people that are know-it-alls. If you don't believe them, just ask them. They'll tell you they know it all. And then you got people that are people pleasers. They're too busy, like you explained your story, that they're, they're too busy living other people's license in, other than their own. But if you go through the people, you'll find the winners. You'll find the people that are at the right place at the right time, and you won't be able to get them away from you. They'll follow you around like dogs, you know, like a puppy, you know, saying, listen, I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more. And so, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, what's the best way ML Nation, our listeners, can connect with you? Well, I, I just tell people to Google me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you put in Robert Hollis, I'm very blessed to have been doing this from you know for over over ten years, and so I'm very very easy to find and and to connect to. And then my one brand that I have is Success Dash in in dash menace.com so success and if they mess it up and just go to success and they'll just end up going to my blog but i just you know i don't want the blog to be something where people can put in their information and 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 feel like i'm soliciting that for any reason also they can go on amazon uh put in robert hollis and they'll find my book and so you know there's just put my name in or better yet uh, uh, just contact Simon and say, how did I get a hold of Robert? <laughs> <laughs> ML Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. 
And today, you've been hanging out with Robert Hollis. So keep up the momentum and go to mlmnation.net and type in Robert at the search bar. And all the show notes, the books, and the nuggets of wisdom that Robert shared will be in there. Robert, thank you again for sharing your journey with MLM Nation today. In order to be successful in MLM, you must help others. So Robert, thank you again for setting such a great example. You know, we're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Well, Simon, thank you very much. I know that you, when you and I first talked about, you don't consider yourself uh, a good networker. I'm telling you right now and to your audience that you're one of the best networkers I know. I can tell from your heart without a shadow of a doubt that you love people. And the definition of a good leader is what people say about them when they're not around. And you're doing an incredible job, and I can't wait to see your success. Wow. Was that an awesome training, an awesome interview, or what? I don't know how you liked it, but I had a great time doing it. Uh, Robert Hallis is a true stud. There's no wonder why Yeah, he's made over $43 million. He's also helped all these other people make millions of dollars. He's really the millionaire's mentor. And if you like what you learned from Robert Hollis, let him know. He's very easily approachable on Facebook. That's how I got him. Just search for Robert Hollis. and Or you can just go to the show notes page on mlnation.net and search for Robert. And the show notes will pop right up. His Facebook link will be right there. And you can contact him and thank him because that was such an awesome training. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show, MLM Nation, on iTunes because that's the best way to save you time and keep these trainings coming to your phone automatically. And also, if you want to help others and make an impact, if you enjoy helping people and you felt this training motivated you, inspired you, or you learned a few things that could, you can immediately apply to your business, let your friends know about it. Share on social media. That's how you can have a positive impact on someone's life. And also, by sharing, that's the best compliment you can give to us. Last thing, please leave an honest review for MLM Nation Podcast on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are extremely important. It doesn't need to be five stars, but be honest, right? Because I read every one of them. Like, Let me know what you liked or don't like about the show because I read every one of them and they help the show get better and inspires me every morning reading those reviews. So that's our show today. Thanks again to Robert Hollis. Make sure you thank him. It was an awesome training. And um, I'm grateful for all you all. You know, thanks for being part of ML Nation. And I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.